I invite you to turn your attention now to the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 23, verses 44 through 46. It was now about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour, while the sun's light failed. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two. And then Jesus, calling out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Such is the prayer that many Christian parents taught their children of my generation as we crawled into our bed at night. And while I have no data to substantiate this, my guess would be that Christian parents of today, if they are training their children to pray at various junctures throughout the day, are inclined to focus on happier thoughts than the prospect of possibly perishing before morning. And yet there is something about that nighttime prayer from a bygone era that reflects this prayer of Jesus as he surrenders himself wholly and fully into the care and keeping of of his loving Abba Father as the darkness descends. We know of the deep communion that existed between Christ and his heavenly Father. He declared that he and the Father were one, that the Father was in him and that he was in the Father. He said, whoever sees me sees him who sent me. He said that the words that he spoke were the words of the Father. And the intimacy of that relationship was such that Jesus from a most early age understood that God in heaven was his father and not Joseph. Perhaps all the treasured things surrounding Christ's nativity that his mother Mary had stored up in her heart were shared with her son as soon as he could understand them, such that by the time he was 12 years old, He understood that his mission was to be about his father's business because by then his grasp of the scriptures was astounding. Upon his inauguration to public ministry at his baptism, a voice from heaven, his father pronounced his blessing upon his son, declaring, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. The depth of that relationship is visible throughout Christ's ministry as seen in the many times we find the Lord alone in prayer. And perhaps in the most critical time of prayer, when He stands on the brink of Golgotha, when the price will be paid for our redemption. The agony that he feels deep within his soul is so intense that he asks his father whether there is another way to purchase our salvation. But already knowing 
the answer. He acknowledges that he is still trusting the will of his Father. Luke tells us that an angel came to him in that moment to strengthen him. And yet even with that added spiritual support, the horror of what awaited him was so great that his body experienced hematidrosis, the sweating of great drops of blood. And as his crucifixion was taking place, we are told that darkness began to creep onto the face of the earth. Now there are those who will assert that this was astronomically impossible on the dates in question. As though the God who created all things by speaking them into existence was powerless to say to one of his stars, dim your light. This darkness was intended to underscore the gravity of the moment as Almighty God leveled the full punishment of our sins at His beloved Son who from eternity past had volunteered to stand in our place in order that the perfect justice of God might be satisfied. During the week prior, Jesus confessed, Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose I've come to this hour. And as people continued to pepper Jesus with questions, attempting to wrangle an admission from Him that He was the Christ, He said to them, The light is among you for a little while longer. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he's going. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. And as he is being crucified, that darkness fell upon the earth at midday, signifying to all who were witnesses that this was most unusual, this was out of the ordinary, this was unnatural, and they should take notice. But imagine the sun hanging there. The weight of his own body compressing upon his lungs, causing him to pull himself up on the spikes that pierced his hands and feet in order that he might grab one more breath of air, noticing the descending darkness, but seeing it for what it was to him. A signal from the Father that his suffering was nearly over and that the payment was nearly finished and that he would momentarily be reunited with his Abba Father. As he said to the thief beside him, today you will be with me in paradise. And though he experienced the agony of that hellish moment when the Father's wrath was so fully expressed that the Son cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? With that also came the clear understanding that the debt was paid in full. That he could declare that it was finished. And that he could now with all confidence 
surrender his spirit, not to some unknown uncertainty, but into the loving hands of his Father. Friends, we make a mistake if we believe that what killed Christ was the work of corrupt religious leaders or the weakness of a reluctant governor or the cruelty of experienced Roman soldiers. No one took the life of Christ away from him. He laid it down freely when the fullness of time arrived. And when the temple curtain was rent asunder, that drapery that symbolized the separation between a holy, holy God and a sinful, fallen humanity, the Son knew in His Spirit that He had successfully mediated a new day for sinners everywhere. And He knew that He Himself had become the intersection between heaven and earth, that from that time forward, if sinners wanted to be in relationship with the God in heaven, they could simply come to the Son. For He is the way and the truth and the life, and it is through Him that sinners may come to the Father. And when that atoning work reached its fulfillment, Then the Son breathed His last and surrendered His Spirit to the One who loved Him most. And by doing that, He showed sinners everywhere that when they see the depth of the darkness of this world, they should commit their own souls to the loving Father in heaven. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep if I should die before I wake. I pray the Lord my soul to take. Amen.